0: What is good, everyone, and welcome to the We Just Talk Wrestling Podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'm here with Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. We have a loaded show for you guys today, but as always, we will break down the weekly shows, going over any stories from all the different promotions, giving our SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver 36, plus the dummy moment of the week. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at WJTW19. Give us a five-star rating on whatever platform. Show Dylan, what caught your eye in wrestling? Of this,
1: all right, Kyle. So, a couple quick stories for you, really quick. All right, that'll that was take very an awkward. hour, yeah, it'll take about 45 minutes anyway. <laughs> um, so for those who caught SummerSlam, um, it was announced that WWE 2K22 is actually going to be released in March, which Should is be. different, which is different from their normal fall releases that they've been going with. um Really, since we were kids, like as far as I can remember, the SmackDown mm-hmm. raw games are always like in October. Yep. Um, so that's definitely going to be a change of pace. Well, we can touch on that on like a future episode. I know that's something that we want to do. Um, it doesn't have to thing be recent
0: is... now. To be coming up because I mean we have to. But yeah, we'll, we'll get now, that out. Now
1: we have till March, so our plan was to do a a two K twenty two reaction, but now it seems like they're not going to release any more info for the game, really anytime soon since the game's not dropping until the spring. So we've got some time to, to dwell on those thoughts. Uh, big free agency news, though, Kyle. So it's being reported that Tessa Blanchard might be on her way to NWA, mm-hmm. not any of the major promotions like we originally thought. So I want to get your comments on that really quick.
0: I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think it could be a pretty good spot for her. Um, there's some names already there, like uh, who's there? Down Kylie Ray is there. Camille is there. Uh, Thunder Rosa makes appearances. Mickey James. So they they have some name value to have an actual division. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually kind of dig it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I really thought she was going to NXT, but now, you know, since that's not going to happen with Vince. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think she should go to NWA, as at least for a start. Uh-huh. But I don't think she, she probably goes to AEW.
1: Yeah, so my, my initial thought was the reason why I think it's a good fit for her is because it might be the only fit for her. So remember, like, there's still a lot of controversy that surrounds Tessa Blanchard. And some of the bigger promotions like WWE and AEW probably don't want to touch it quite yet. So, yeah. and obviously she's not going back to impact because that bridge is burned with, with how she left. So kind of like it's, it's in a way like NWA is the only kind of promotion that has significant name value that's willing to take her. Cause we know Billy Corgan who took over ownership, like he's all for taking risks.
0: Um, I mean, he could, or she could go to ROH.
1: Yeah, I, I, to me, I would have loved to see her in ROH during that whole um, women's tournament that they were having, but mm-hmm. that's obviously been ongoing, so she's not obviously going to appear in that, but that was my initial thought, because I had a feeling these bigger promotions were probably going to pass on her, even though you said WWE or AEW, and obviously she has ties with AEW, with yeah. Julie Blanchard already there, but, I mean, that was... Some of the smaller promotions, I could see why they want to go after her. They need the name value.
0: I mean, and she's just a great wrestler in general, so she's going to help in every way. Uh, quick story. Did you hear about the SummerSlam merch that was being sold? The, the Vince the Vince McMahon shirt. Did you hear about
1: that? The Vince McMahon shirt?
0: Yes, there was it. No. With Vince McMahon on. Uh-huh. And it was being sold for a uh, at the merchandise stands sweet so <laughs> i it's just so like mr mcmahon is literally so full of themselves that he has to be more expensive than every other thing on the merchandise stand and it's not even close i think a john cena one goes for like 30 bucks and his yeah. goes for a hundred then you go side man. i mean that's that's kinda of ridiculous at that point. But so uh, like, I thought that was a little
1: So
0: so fun does story.
1: the does the shirt say like I'm a Vince guy? Because I feel like you need to buy it for me after your Oh, you are an absolute suit.
0: Vince. We're gonna get dude if if you like something, you're a Vince guy, and I'm probably signing up for that. But we're gonna get to that <laughs> in a minute. Um so those are the stories of the week. I actually really enjoyed looking at mine because I just thought it was hilarious. But Yeah, yours is funny for sure. So, Dylan, we're going to AEW, Dynamite and Rampage. Um, Let me – we know what we're going to talk about, so let's just um, get the other stuff out of the way. Dynamite was very, very good last week. Absolutely. Um, Darby and Sting versus 2.0 was really good. Darby and Sting getting a win. Mm -hmm. Um, The tag team title match was really, really good. Jurassic Express versus Young Bucks with Young Bucks or King. Uh, NJF Jericho was everything it needed to be. Match was just okay. Um, MJF just couldn't lose, and he didn't. So, uh, but the match of the night, in my opinion, was uh, Sean Spears versus Sammy Guevara. Oh my gosh, they have wicked chemistry. Yep. Um dude, that backdrop on the guardrail. Oh, oh my god, um, that was awesome. Um, overall, great show. Uh, Rampage, <laughs> uh, Jurassic Express versus Private Party was awesome. And we saw the AEW official debut of Kiara Hogan. Are you fucker? (laughs) So uh, I'm very, very excited about that. But don't you know what we're all, everyone's going to be talking about this week. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it. Um, Probably the best promo of the week. It's just what everyone's been talking about. And that is uh, the promo by Dan Lambert from Top Team. So he... Uh, <laughs> it, was the, dick. it
1: was the return of chick magnet punk uh chick magnet punk you know that's what it stands for right that's how it originally started yeah that's what the story is but
0: um dude the crowd nuclear for him i mean we knew it would be dude even before he came out there name, just everything about him coming out was fantastic um promo was solid Uh, He took shots at WWE, which was Um, Mm well-deserved. Kind of stuff we've already heard before in his promos. But uh, at the end, it was interesting. Now we know that CM Punk will face Darby Allen at All Out. Yes, sir. It should be a very solid match. Unfortunately, CM Punk's going to win, so Darby suffers a a pretty big loss, which I don't think he can afford at this point. But um, it was just a fantastic for AEW and their fans.
1: Yeah, so obviously the big news story that I wanted to kick off the show with was CM Punk debuting in AEW, but you and I have said we don't like to spoil things, we like to get to it. Um, Kyle, I felt like I was 15 again. Like I remember the pipe bomb from 2011, and that's how I like fell in love with the guy. Um, I'm going to be completely real with you, and I know you're going to make fun of me for it, um, I had a little bit of a tear in my eye. I was that excited, and it's it's very hey, rare. One I had a tear in my somebody.
0: eye too this weekend.
1: Was it NXT? We'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like it's it's very rare for wrestling to get me that excited, and mm-hmm. it was something that it was like it was like the worst kept secret. We knew he was showing up. We just didn't know when. I love that they kicked off the show with it to kind of like get it out of the way, so the crowd paid attention to the rest instead of taking it over um i thought that was a smart move by then Mm. but dude like like seven years in the making like he's been away from pro wrestling i'm not counting the wwe backstage stint that he had on fox that doesn't count guys um it but it's rare to have these moments especially nowadays i'm Like I've been checking my phone almost hourly, waiting to see what the viewership numbers are, and I'll I'll get to it later in the show what the predictions are. But God, like he said, he set wrestling on fire. Like he said a couple weeks ago, wrestling need a kick needed a kick in the dick, and I think he gave it a kick in the dick. So (laughs) top notch stuff by Tony Khan and everyone in AEW for making that happen.
0: Oh, I 100% agree, Dylan. But um. Unfortunately for the fans, this was the second best thing that happened this weekend, which we're going to get to. Um, but that, I mean, that's kind of a hot take. But we'll get to the hot take in just a minute. But uh, I believe this was the this phenomenal. phenomenal. Um, I just hope CM Punk doesn't take time away from other guys that really need time. But uh, I, I think they'll use him appropriately, and um, yeah. I'm excited for the him uh, and uh, Derby match. But uh, absolutely. Um, would you like to go ahead with the WWE news? Yeah, so I didn't quick. watch a lick of SmackDown, so I don't even know what happened.
1: <laughs> that doesn't shock me because you're not a Vince guy. Um,
0: I watched the like maybe a little less than an hour of Raw.
1: i gonna be honest, I didn't watch any of Raw, I watched more of SmackDown.
0: I didn't watch any SmackDown, but all right, tell me what happened. And I'll get all my right. thoughts at the end.
1: All right, so real quick, running down the match list, we had AJ Styles defeating Riddle in singles action. Good. Then we had Randy Orton defeating Omos via DQ after Good. AJ Styles got involved. Uh, Rhea Ripley defeated Nikki A.S.H. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeated Veer and Shanky in a handicap match. Damian Priest defeated The Miz in singles action. Um, Mansoor defeated Mace. I'm going to huh. pause real quick. Bray Wyatt's not in the company, but these two are. All Mansoor right, I'm gonna, is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on. I'm going to keep going. Just let that simmer in your brain. Uh, Karrion Cross defeated Jeff Hardy via submission, and then finally Charlotte Flair and Nia Jax defeated the team of Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash. That's the match rundown. Um, we also saw the official reuniting of RK Bro, and Goldberg did spear Bobby Lashley. <sighs> Big yawn. Next. But that was Monday Night Raw, Kyle. Next. All right. <laughs> Friday Night SmackDown. We had Jay Uso defeating Rey Mysterio in singles action. Uh, Kevin Owens and Baron Corbin went to no contest. Hmm. Uh, Shotzi and Knox defeated the team of Natalia and Tamina. Oh, good. Must, must, must win. Um, Otis defeated Montez Ford in good. singles action. Boogs and Nakamura. Rick Boogs made his in-ring WWE debut. By the way. Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Apollo Cruz and Commander Aziz. One quick comment about that, Kyle. Uh, mm-hmm. when Commander Aziz jumped over the top rope when he got hot tagged in, by the way, Commander Aziz, very huge, jumped over the top rope. Pat McAfee said, and I quote, did that big sum bitch just jump over the top rope? He's a god. Anyway. Uh, Bianca Belair defeated Selena Vega and Carmella in separate matches back-to-back. The match rundown, I'm going to be honest, SmackDown's matches were not good. They Hmm. didn't do anything for me, Um, especially the Bianca stuff. The highlights were everything outside of the ring, basically. So Edge cut a really good promo to kick off the show to Seth Rollins, um, talking about how Seth made him go to the spot in his heart where his blood runs black, and that he's going to rip them apart and burn them down at SummerSlam. Uh, Rollins responded with his own in-ring promo and received a brood bath. So the brood's music hit. Edge was on the screen, and he said something about, like, you'll never see it coming or something like that. And then this black gooey substance fell from the Raptors onto Seth Rollins, who was wearing an all-white suit, by the way. Which was not all white when it was all said and done. I thought that segment was probably the best part of SmackDown. And then, yeah. And then we did get a Roman Reigns, John Cena promo, which, quite frankly, I hype up their end ring promos together. This one was kind of weak, I'm going to be honest. Um, And then they announced a stipulation for SummerSlam that if Roman Reigns lost to John Cena, he would leave WWE.
0: I didn't even know that. You didn't know that? I literally <laughs> didn't I literally didn't even know that was a thing.
1: Yeah, so they announced they, it. That's how that's how SmackDown closed. Because I don't even think they said it on commentary. I, I think they mentioned it, but they didn't really do a good job promoting it. So it wasn't like a stipulation that they pushed, which was kind of weird. Interesting. Um moving on to NXT. I like to save NXT for last because it's be the honest, best thing. Right now, <laughs> yeah. They're still the best thing in WWE. Um, We had Ilya Dragunov defeat Roderick Strong in singles action. Uh, Cameron Grimes defeated Josh Briggs in singles action. Mm -hmm. LA Knight came out and attacked Ted DiBiase and Cameron Grimes after the match. Uh, Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell defeated the team of Jesse Camilla and Robert Stone. Mm. Uh, Carmelo Hayes defeated Duke Hudson to move on to the finals of the breakout tournament. And the big one was MSK defeated Imperium to retain the NXT tag team titles. We did get a Karrion Cross Samoa Joe brawl. But to me, Kyle, this has been one of my favorite storylines coming out of NXT. Indy Hartwell did propose to Dexter Loomis in the middle yeah, of the ring. That was AJ funny. AJ Lee style. So uh, that was, that's WWE's rundown. So uh, give me your quick thoughts before we move on.
0: NXT was great. I didn't watch any of SmackDown, and I thought the first hour of Raw was good, and then it
1: just turned to just bad. Kyle has gotten so bitter to everything WWE. Um, I like the RK-Bro stuff. I like Omas. <laughs> I like AJ. No, the RK-Bro stuff is easily the highlight of Raw. Yeah, but Dylan, do you really want to see Mansoor versus Mace? No. I, I I would rather rewatch the CM Punk entrance at Rampage for the eighty ninth time because I've already watched it eighty eight times.
0: Yeah, but but that's what I mean. Like, there's no- that went after the RK Bro stuff, so there's not even worth mentioning. No, and, NXT and, was good show as always.
1: Yeah, and the fact that Carrying Cross is still walking around without Scarlet kind of makes me scratch my head. But we'll get to that when we break down Takeover too, because I have some questions WWE. Anyway, All right. let's move on. All right, Dylan. So we're going to
0: segue with Kyle Talk. Dylan, I got a good one this week. I can't wait. So this week, I'm going to highlight AAW or All American Wrestling. Mm-hmm. They had a really solid show this week. Connor Braxton defeated Sean Logan, JJ Garrett defeated JDX, and Ren Jones beat Action Braxton in his uh, AAW debut. But I want to do a wrestling scatting report on J.J. Okay. Garrett. So he is 5'8", 172, build from Swagramento, California. <laughs> My favorite nickname of his, Dylan, is Buff Swagswell. Did
1: you say Swagramento, California?
0: I, I'm, I'm going to continue. All right. And he comes out to I Love It by Icona Pop. Icona Pop, a Pop. I don't know how you say it. Is that, um, the, is that the, the song? That I think it is. Is that like that? Yeah. Bear. Is that what well, he comes out to that? So imagine what this okay. dude looks like. So this dude has a mullet, and is white, by the way. And cuts one of my favorite promos in wrestling today. He is hilarious. This man has a sense of humor. You know how like the bros talk. Mm-hmm. Well, this is his character. Uh-huh. As a technician and a high flyer, he's really, really good. It reminds me of a mix of two wrestlers, um, and that is Chad Gable and Jungle Boy. So if you combine mm. those two, that wow. is JJ Garrett. He's really, really good. Um, he's hilarious. Uh, Talked technician in the Indies. He doesn't have a home, but he kind of goes from indie to indie. Find him on Twitter, Dylan. His name mm-hmm. is Thought Steiner. <laughs> And he had a tweet that said,
1: <laughs> I'm 14 seconds in, of being sober. Help. <laughs> so you're saying thought as in T-H-O-T?
0: Thought Steiner is his name, Yep.
1: I'm following him as soon as we're off the air. Dude,
0: dude, this man is hilarious. You got to follow him with the, with the We Just Talk Wrestling Twitter page. Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to see if he wants to get on the show. Um, oh, he also... Sure. He had a match on AEW Dark, QT Marshall, so he's starting to become more of like a mainstream name, and I really hope so because he's so funny, so funny. Uh, But,
1: yeah, that's that's, uh, Indies with Kyle. Do you have any thoughts Mm -hmm. on that? Um, You know who that was? (laughs) No, I've never heard the name before. I will say, though, that you, you mentioned he's appeared on AEW Dark. The thing that I like about that show, and I talked about it a couple weeks ago, is they do a good job at showcasing talent that either doesn't make it on AEW's main television show or -hmm. shows now, uh, but they also do a good job of showcasing, like, indie talent, like, future, like, potential names. Um, So I think AEW Dark is definitely a show that people need to check out more often to get some of those unknown names, but also you get more established names like... I I have mentioned before that Ty Conti does a lot of matches on AEW Dark. She can't quite get on Dynamite. She appears on Rampage now, but or will, but you know, she's done quite a bit on Dark, so um definitely a show to check out for people.
0: Yeah, and I think I hopefully hopefully, hopefully he gets more time. But uh Dylan, would you like to go hot take of the week? Is it involving the
1: takeover? In any way? Not, no. No. Okay, not good. Really. All right. um, I will say I can give further reasons after we dive in yeah. to those shows, but my hot take doesn't directly involve those shows. Oh. No. So, my hot take this week, Kyle, you're not going to like it.
0: Oh, you're not going to like my. Go on.
1: My hot take this week is I do not think Kyle O'Reilly will make a great NXT champion. I don't think he'll make a good one. I'm going to be honest.
0: Ooh, I disagree. Um,
1: The last couple weeks of Impact, or not Impact, um, NXT TV, there's just something missing. Um, I think he's amazing in the ring. I think he's fantastic as, like, a technician. But there's just something missing character-wise, persona-wise. I can't quite put my finger on it. That just makes me second-guess him becoming a champion. And I think that's the way they're going to go. We predicted that for months now. Um, But there's just something that doesn't click with me completely that makes me go, yeah, he's a main eventer. He's a champion. I think he's a great wrestler. I think he's great in the ring, but there's just something about him. I I need to see more development character-wise before I say, yes, he's going to make a good champion. Right now, I don't think he's going to make a good champion. I think he is going to make a good champion,
0: but I understand why you're saying that. And my answer to that is he he just th- – from the crowd, um, I'm going to talk about that later in the show. But yeah,
1: yeah, um, that's something I, I want to talk about too.
0: Um, I don't know, man. It's just something that he. It's just the crowd doesn't help him. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. The crowd doesn't help him. I don't want to talk about this too much. We talk about it later in the show. Right. Um, but uh, so, Dale, my hot take of the week is one you're not going to. All right. About how great. Mr. Pat McAfee is. I agree. Love the guy. He has energy, and has you know called matches better than most announcers in the whole.
1: You better tread lightly, buddy.
0: But let's be honest. <laughs> recently, has gotten a little annoying with some of his antics, um, <gasps> and it needs to be. That there is a world- announcer in WWE than is Beth Phoenix. I mean think it's close I think right now I think Beth Phoenix Fien- the best wrestling announcer in the entire world. Uh, that's my She wow. dude. I there's just woman like her though. they they what's her name? Um uh Moxley's wife. What's her name? Renee Young and that Renee, was a yeah. train wreck. Well, Beth Phoenix Fien- door hopefully for more women to come announce. She, dude, she has the the background, she has the experience, which you know, Pat has only done a handful of stuff before, but she has years and years of experience mm-hmm. and uh really connecting with NXT. I think Pat just does it for like just for like like he's a I, WWE main roster guy, a hundred percent. But Beth I think is there right now. Um like I said her knowledge experience I think she she just she's monotone but she gets hyped up she needs to be hyped up um mm-hmm. but my uh, hot take of
1: the week is
0: that she's the best wrestling announcer in the entire world right now
1: so I'll give you the experience thing obviously pat has like two matches to his professional credit beth phoenix is a hall of famer um I absolutely love beth phoenix so I will agree with you in the fact that she's great at what she does. I honestly think, as good as Vic Joseph is, as, like, the third man, the one who's calling everything... Oh, he's so good, dude. I I think he's great, and I don't want to see him go anywhere, but if you were to give me just Beth Phoenix and Wade Barrett, Mm because their banter back and forth, especially at TakeOver, was incredible, and is incredible. Because they're very, like... Wade Barrett makes a great heel commentator. Um and he's Beth he, is again, a great is, face. Is, is, yeah. Um and Beth is is the opposite. She's she's a great face commentator. Um she also the, the way she kind of dissects women's wrestling um is very impressive to me. She's everything that WWE wanted Renee Young to be. Oh, that was um, a train
0: wreck. She was awful. When she,
1: when she, which sucks because Renee was so loved by everybody. She was a great interviewer. Yeah. I loved her on TV. But when she became a commentator, I'm with you, it did not work. And I don't know if it's the fact that Raw has a three-person commentary team, which has never worked. I said I it mean, a couple weeks NXT's ago. NXT's got one. That's true, but it works. If it doesn't work, don't keep doing it. Raw keeps yeah. doing it, and it's never worked. That's what I'm saying. Yep. I feel like the glass is about to break again, because I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and that's when the pot fell, remember? Mm, yep. Um, now I'm looking over my shoulder waiting for glass to fall. Anyway, um, but God, to, to call my guy Pat annoying? I think he's getting a little annoying. Oh, no, 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 dude. Every time Nakamura comes out, I get so excited to see Nakamura, not just because of him but because I know Pat's about to jump up on the table and gyrate in front of Michael Cole. Yeah, but that takes away from Nakamura. No, it doesn't, because they all get on the table together. Him and Rick Boogs are up there air guitaring. You got Nakamura laying on the table, just doing his thing. I don't know what Nakamura, what dance moves he thinks he's doing. Call my boy Pat annoying. Dude, he's annoying, bro.
0: Like, I I really like (laughs) him calling matches, and I love his energy. Mm Mm-hmm. I just I find him a little annoying. Like he, he's he's getting close to an annoying spectrum, which I hope he doesn't cross. I just Think he's in it more for the memes, but Beth Phoenix is just I believe on a different level. But now, oh my god! Do some plan. You're excited. The show, God. Um, we will go over every match. Unfortunately, um, and give our star ratings at the end of each match. Um, I do want to preface I did not watch this live, I watched it Sunday morning.
1: What'd um, you watch? What'd you watch instead, Kyle?
0: Um, I watched the Lions preseason game, and that was that's just oh my gosh, the Lions looked awful. Hey, our third stringers made it a game though, so that's all Now matters. We covered the spread anyway. Um, <laughs> with spread. a... So we had a pre-show match. I didn't even know that happened until last night, though, and I, I literally had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, During Corbine, um, I, did, did you watch it? I, I didn't watch it. I didn't even know it was a thing.
1: I did. I did watch it. Um, I'll be honest. The match wasn't that great. Okay. Uh, and that's Corbin's, what I would say. Corbin's character work was fine, but the match itself was a bore fest.
0: Well, that's your uh, Mr. Money at the Bank. Um, but no, it's not. Okay, it was, but Corbin. I just can't stand them. We uh, so we kicked off the night with a Raw Tag Team Title. Mm-hmm. Um, RK Bro challenged Omos and AJ Styles for the Raw Tag Team Championships. The match started with RK Bro grounding AJ Styles, which. Makes sense. Uh, Omos came in and controlled the hand and arm of Riddle. I like the running knee strike by Riddle to Omos on the outside when he's standing on the apron. That was a cool spot. But uh Randy off the hot tag made the pace really quicken, which mm-hmm. needed it. Uh, my favorite spots of Omos catching Riddle and choke slamming him on the ring apron, and then the moonsault net breaker by AJ Styles. Um, Randy hits RKO for the win. Uh, to crown RK, bro, the new tag team champions. Don't, I'm going to start with this one. Mm-hmm. For me, this was very average. Mm-hmm. I, I just expected so much more. I don't know if it was the time. I don't know if it just started way too slow. All four of these guys are just better than what we got. I mean, the Viking Raiders, AJ Omas. I mean, dude, that was a million times better than what we got here. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't know. It was just too slow for me down. The crowd just wasn't really into it until the Randy hot tag. I expected a lot more here. Um, RK bro needed to win, but this was very forgettable for me.
1: Yeah. Um, I I, I will go with average. Um, wasn't terrible, but definitely didn't do anything for me. Like I thought it would. I remember you and I talked, we were a little more excited about this match and what we got was, kind of lackluster very um i'm sure there's gonna be another match at extreme rules in a few weeks um maybe there'll be a stipulation involved i would love to see these two teams compete in some sort of like ladder match i think that'd be great just to see Omos's big ass try and climb a ladder or tlc yeah um so I hope they have another match and I hope it has some sort of stipulation to me. This just came down to like what, what felt like time constraints. Like they only it was only about seven minutes. Yeah. They... And this is, this is kind of a problem when we did our whole, like how to fix WWE episode is you have to give these tag matches more room to breathe. Like, especially this story, which it seemed like they were invested in building RK bro up and feuding, even with like them quote unquote, not being a team and, like you would have thought this match would've been better. And I think if they would have given it just probably an extra seven minutes, if this would've been like a fifteen minute match, I think it would've been better. I think it was just too rushed and yeah, I just I'm I'm with you. I, I go with average. Um, what was your star rating on it? I was probably like smack in the middle, maybe a little lower. I was about like a two point three.
0: Out of five? Yeah. I give it a two point seven out of five. I liked it a little bit more than you. Mm-hmm. But it was just very, very average. Um, But then, Dylan, next match, Eva Marie took on Alexa Bliss. I texted Dylan right before I watched this. I didn't even know, like, why these two were feuding. I didn't even know it was a thing until literally it was on my screen. Um, (laughs) Alexa hit Eva with an elbow to the face. Uh, Mm -hmm. Eva hits the, the doll, Lily. And, yeah. like, smacks her around. Yeah, and bro then bro,
1: smacked her, like, three times, dude. So,
0: that magically hulks up Alexa, brother. <laughs> uh, Eva reverses the Twisted Bliss, but uh, Alexa hits the DDT for the win. Oh, God, this is... Don't, I'm going to let you start, because this...
1: Oh, man. Dude, I have, I have no analysis to give. I gave it, like, a one. This, I, this I did nothing... The the feud has not been good. Alexa Bliss deserves way better than what she's getting. Um, the character seems so out of mm-hmm. place now with the fact that Bray Wyatt's not even with the company anymore. Um, like, there's no payoff, and I, no. I, I've said it before: there's no payoff to this character. Why are we still doing the character? Alexa Bliss made a great heel just being her. We don't need this. We don't need the dumb doll. When that doll got the shit smacked out of it, that was the best thing for me. Yeah, like that. That was the best part of the match when that doll got smacked around. Because I'm tired of it. Um, I give it a. To be honest, I probably give it, like a point eight. Maybe I give it a lower than, maybe even lower than that. Like, I, I gave, did not like it.
0: I gave it a one. Um, it, it just was bad. Uh, the best part, Dylan. Did you hear the CM Punk chants? Of course. And, and uh, we want Do Drop. Oh god, that name! Um, pace was bad. It, it just don't. This just didn't need to happen. It mm-hmm. made no one look strong. I'm gonna be honest, Alexa. Just I don't know. She just kind of has fallen from a cliff for me. Um, I really wish Eva Marie was strong in the ring because she is just so hated by the WWE universe, Mm -hmm. she can make a really good heel.
1: If she can improve, she has Um, that natural heat. It's, it's basically what happened with Roman. Everyone hated the guy. Now he's a heel and it's working for me anyway. Like it makes sense. If Eva was just good in the ring, I'm with you. It, it, her character would be a million bucks.
0: I don't think she's awful. She she just needs a lot more time to improve. Um, The last thing I said about this was, uh, can you please change her name back to Piper? Please. So, and Shayna Baszler was not on the show. I just want to. True.
1: Wanna so I have, a, I have a theory with Dewdrop's name. So if you remember when she debuted on Raw, they were about to call her, or she was about to introduce herself as Piper. Mm-hmm. And Eva Marie's the one that cut her off and called her Dewdrop. So I think whenever this partnership splits, she's going to go back to her regular name.
0: Mm, it'll probably just go to just two Piper, not even Piper and It'll just be Piper.
1: I mean, that's better than dewdrop yo yeah. I
0: don't know. I agree. But I, I like Piper <laughs> even
1: better than Piper. Yeah. But
0: this was very forgettable. Let's move on. Yep. Um, Damian Priest challenged Sheamus for the U.S. title. Um, this match started back and forth, seeing, you know, who could get the power advantage. But it unfortunately made the pace super slow. Yeah. Uh, Priest went for a somersault on the top rope, but it was completely botched. And, dude, his neck hit real hard. Um, commentary got off topic quite a few times. That really annoyed me, especially uh, Byron Saxon. Oh, my gosh, Can't he's say. bad here. Um, my favorite part of the match, Dylan, was Sheamus toying to the crowd. He really is a good heel and knows how to get heat. Mm-hmm. Um, the spinning heel kick from the top rope by Priest was cool. Then the uh, Seamus hit the running knee strike that almost looks like the, um, the broke kick, but just in a knee strike. In the end, Priestess, the swinging neckbreaker for the win to crown a new United States champion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This went about 10 minutes too long. I think it really dragged. Um, I honestly thought it was kind of boring. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I mm-hmm. thought it was a little boring. Um, they have completely watered down Damian Priest. Oh, my goodness. Uh, just from a character standpoint, I think they've watered him down. Um, I'm going to be honest. Throughout the match, I was cheering for Sheamus because I thought he was better than Priest here. But um, I hope they do something with Priest. I just didn't like the match very at all.
1: Yeah, um, you you said it perfectly. It definitely dragged early on. Um, it picked up late, uh, but it didn't really save it for me. I'm happy that Priest got the victory. Um, that, was, that was what I wanted to happen. I'm a big Damian Priest guy, but... I'm with you. They've definitely watered down that character and that gimmick since he went to the main roster, started dressing him up in more bright colors. Like, come on now. Let, let, let him go back to what he was doing in NXT. It was gold. Um, yeah, the match itself didn't do much for me. You know, I'm not a big Sheamus guy, but I think he made a great heel in this match, like you said. Um, but the big thing is Priest is champion. Hopefully they don't diminish his title reign. They oh, they're to going to. Really, I mean, they need to legitimize these mid card belts. Like they really, really do. AEW does great with the TNT title now. Like Damian Priest, I think is the right move to be champion. They just got to legitimize it. They got to make it, make it mean something. Well, well, Dylan, I didn't even know Sheamus
0: was the champion half the time because he wasn't even That's on what TV. I'm
1: like um, like I'm not a big Seamus guy, but if he appeared every week and had matches at every pay per view for the title, that's fine. Like yep. just legitimize that title. The fact that he doesn't appear is stupid.
0: Um so what'd you give star rating?
1: I gave it like a two. You gave it a what? I gave it a two. Just a, just uh, an even even two. You gave it
0: two? Uh, yep actually give it a 2.3 out of five it was just very kind of average for me uh you ready to move yep. on yep so the usos um defended their smackdown tag team titles against the mysterios the, the start of this match was very fun um mm-hmm. started quick dominic looked really good i liked the tag team maneuver when jimmy hit dominic with an axe handle and then jay hit a backbreaker in the same motion um things started slowing down after that uh but dominic had a really cool swing and neckbreaker Ray right off the hot, the hot tag was always good. Um, it had some near falls as well. Um, I really liked the double super kick spot by the Usos. Jay hits a frog splash for the win to retain their titles. To this point, it was the best match of the night, but honestly, it was just okay. Um, these, the thing that hurt it, Dylan, is we've, we've seen this. We've seen one-on-one matches between these two, and we've seen this match so many more times so why did this have to happen again? We didn't get a turn by Dominic. We, we, didn't, re- we didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the moves didn't fully connect. And uh, I just thought it was a little above average. That's all for me.
1: Yeah, um, this, this was by far, like you said at this point, probably the best match up to here. Not saying um, much. It's, it's the only one that didn't feel like it dragged. Um, it's the only one that didn't feel super slow. Priest Seamus struggled with that. Alexa Bliss, Eva Marie was just a joke. Um, and even the Raw Tech title started out slow and then picked Very up. Very slow. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the only one that didn't do that. So I enjoyed it more. Um, but I'm with you. Like, if you're going to have these two teams feud as much as they have, and now you're putting it at SummerSlam, and this is presumably the blowoff, like, there should have been a stipulation. If these, If this was a ladder match or if this was some sort of, like, I don't know tornado style or maybe like a tables match or something like like you got to give us something fresh if you're going to constantly do singles matches and multiple tag matches with these two like you said you got to do something to keep us invested the fact that they just did a regular tag again definitely watered down the the value of it um should have been
0: tornado tag
1: yeah yeah um I was kind of right in the middle I gave the raw tag title a 2.3 I gave this one like an even 2.5 um, I give just right down the middle for me.
0: I give it a 2.7. So okay. to this point, our scores have not been good for SummerSlam. No. Um, but so we moved on, Dylan. We had uh, Shinsuke Nakamura come out with Rick Boogs. Absolutely. For literally no reason at all. They just came <laughs> out and then walked right back. No, they partied with Pat. That's it. What do you mean? Did he have a match? No. I, so I hate to be the bearer <laughs> of bad news. This moment's just getting really annoying for me. And it really foreshadows how big of a joke the company is. I like Pat, but this just didn't need to happen.
1: It did. I loved it. A plus.
0: I give it an F. But um <laughs> what? Oh no. I dude, I, I can't I can't talk about that. Dude, I think we might have to skip this next part. No, Keep going. Um oh my God, dude, we that's... owe it to
1: the people. We owe it to them. We gotta keep going.
0: Um so Bianca Belair was supposed to face Sasha Banks. Yep. But I believe, I don't even know. They didn't really even announce it much. She may have COVID issues or they just left her off TV because they wanted to combat the CM Punk coming back. Um, So Carmella came out. Mm -hmm. So she was like, you know, I think even the ring announcer announced her. So, you know, we're about to start that match. And then Becky Lynch came out. Crowd was hot for her. I could not care less about her coming out. Uh, Becky Lynch threw Carmella out. Two moves. Apparently, she's dead outside the ring. Um, (laughs) Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair had the worst stare down I have ever seen. Dude, did you see the stare? They weren't even looking at each other. They were just looking around. They looked at the ref a few times. It was really bad. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Becky hits two moves, manhandle slam, it's over. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have new champion. I'm going to go off, but I'm going to let you start.
1: This was awful. All right. So, um, about the Sasha Banks thing. So, the reports that I read, and I didn't want to make this the news story because I knew we would get to it. Um, The reports that I read is that WWE knew – about a week in advance that Sasha Banks was not going to be at SummerSlam. Hmm. They knew she wasn't going to show up. They didn't like, I haven't read anything specifically as why all the reports are saying just unforeseen circumstances could be COVID, maybe something in her personal life. Um, I don't think she's injured because she was part of the build up until this past week um, when she did, she didn't appear on SmackDown this past Friday which was the go-home show, which was kind of the first sign of, like, where the fuck is Sasha Banks? Like, yeah. this is the go-home show. Um, That was kind of the first sign of, like, something's not right here. Um, So I hope nothing's wrong with her. I hope everything is okay. Oh, me too. Um, That being said, when they said she wasn't going to compete and they said that there was going to be a replacement, I had this gut feeling. I remember turning to our friend Ryan. I was like, is it Becky? And then he said it was Carmella. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like, But like, you could kind of tell there was a swerve coming. When Becky came out, I popped. Now, here's where things get bad. Um, she she quote-unquote attacks Carmella, which was literally just like a punch, throw her out of the ring, and then throw her into the steps. And like you said, Carmella was dead. Yeah. Um, That made no sense. If there was like an actual brawl or like a chair was used. Cool. I get you're taking her spot here. Um, I felt like the start or at least like the build to the fact of this match was actually official was awkward. Like you said, like they didn't really stare down. The crowd was hot for it. Like the crowd was into it and I thought that was fine, but I was like, Like, what's happening here? Like, is this actually about to happen? Are they about to announce it for a later date? Like, what's going on? I'm like, you're already here. Let's fucking wrestle. Here's where I think things went really bad. I do not, as much as I love Becky Lynch and I'm as as excited as I am that she's back, do not agree with her squashing Bianca Belair it makes Bianca's title reign feel worthless. And I know there's been a lot of moments where I've said it hasn't been a great championship reign. But, dude, Bianca deserved much Mm -hmm. better. If she was going to lose to Becky, fine. Like, whatever. Let it be a 30-minute banger. Let these two put on a show. I don't know if it's the fact that Becky may not be fully ready, Because I heard that report like this morning that maybe Becky was brought back like you said because AEW was bringing in CM Punk and they're like fuck we gotta bring Becky back that's the only thing that's gonna get this crowd talking differently and like you said they were hot for her they loved her um but like is Becky not allowed to wrestle a full match yet is she not fully like ring ready yet I don't know but just don't do it this should have been a big match. Like if this is your, if this is your big surprise, this should have been the match to steal the show. Cause we know how good Bianca is. Mm-hmm. And like, as much as I know, you're not a giant fan. We know how good Becky Lynch can be in the ring. So like, this should have been a great match. I don't agree with the booking decision of squashing Bianca. Obviously it will lead to another match at extreme rules. It'll lead to a feud, but I, Bianca's going to lose yeah but like i'm just not a fan of the squash oh, god. the seven second match like this this whole like winning the royal rumble winning the match at mania in a killer match with sasha banks by the way i'm not a fan of either but like that was that was great or not a fan of sasha but you and i can admit that that wrestlemania match was great like it she was very it. good Yep. she earned it this build was for nothing because you squashed her and it's not that Becky won; it's the fact that Becky won in seven seconds. That's why I'm frustrated.
0: So you want me to? You want me to go next? Go ahead. Everything about this sucked. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. Um, you made Carmella look like a joke. I, I understand she's not taken very she seriously. She is a joke, but I mean, she's dead now. She, you might as well just bury her in SmackDown this week and go she's on. She's probably with it.
1: still ringside in Vegas.
0: Um, so, the Raiders,
1: the Raiders are going to have to jump over her at the thirty-yard line because she's
0: dead. So Bianca being the champion for four months, Dylan, it was all for nothing. It was a joke. It was for nothing. It was all for this moment right here, right here. It Dylan, she was a filler champion. That's it. I mean, that Vince just, they don't have any stock in anyone but the four horse women. That's it. Literally, I, I'm trying. I'm, I'm being a dead horse here, Dylan, but that's all that matters. That's it. Four women matter in WWE. No one else matters. Uh, Nixon, we're going to get to her. Bianca, like, dude, no one else matters but these four. It's just so annoying. I understand Becky gets a big pop, but how do you bury Bianca like this? Bianca's a better worker than Becky Lynch. Sorry, but she is. Um, She's a filler champion. I said uh, only four women matter. And even you have to agree that that is... What I mean that's, that's also I mean, what it is. Yeah. Um, this means that we'll probably get Becky Sasha down the road as their their big feud. I absolutely, absolutely hated every second of this. Made zero sense. WWE should be ashamed of themselves. I gave it a zero out of five.
1: Yeah, I didn't even rate it because it wasn't really a match. And it's not so I'm gonna say it again before we move on. I love Becky Lynch. You're obviously not as big of a fan. I love seeing her come back. I just did not like this booking. I didn't like how it was done. I didn't even rate it, so I guess you could say I gave it a zero as well. Um, yeah. Becky, you know, challenge have Tony Storm come out,
0: have them have a match, and then have Becky at the end come out. Have yeah. her win at extreme
1: rules. I would okay, so like I wouldn't have even been mad if Carmella was the one. They could have put on a fine yeah, I know. minute match, like, cool, whatever, and then Becky comes out, they have a stare down. I'm with that. Yeah. I'm all for that. But again, I'm also for if Becky was the one to challenge her. Let it be an actual match. Like, not this seven second bullshit. You just squashed one of the best up and coming women talents. In wrestling, well, like, Dylan, Bianca, only four women matter. Yeah, That's it. like Bianca's a star in the making. They just have to put stock in her, like you in said. In the making,
0: she's already now. I think. right,
1: yeah, I'm with you. Um, but I but I agree. Like outside of those four, it's to Vince. No one else matters. And like you built up Bianca for nothing. This yep. girl can go. This girl yep. is legit. I know I wasn't a giant fan of the title reign because yeah. at moments it just seemed kind of awkward. But, like, if 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 you would have just put stock in her, like, she can take the ball and, and run to the end zone. Like, she's that fucking good. Like, she can hit a home run if you just let her swing, Vince. Like, it's not hard. Just and that was let it. Let the girl breathe. Like, she did great in NXT. Um, she never won the women's title in NXT, right? If I'm not not a, no,
0: she did not. No. But
1: she put on banger matches with Bianca and, and – and or not Bianca, uh, uh, Shana. Um
0: Asuka, I think she took yeah, an Asuka. Yeah, she
1: wrestled Asuka, I believe, and a bunch of other names that are slipping my mind right now because I'm just frustrated. But um, This was awful.
0: I don't want to talk about this yep.
1: anymore. Last thought before we move on. Becky coming back, I love the book. No. I did not. So that's my final thought.
0: Me, I couldn't care less about <clears throat> Becky. I actually am starting to like Sasha more than Becky at this point. Um, I would have preferred Sasha here. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um. I just didn't like anything about this. If you're gonna have Becky come back, just do a stare down. Yeah. But all right, moving on. Um. Oh god, it was awful. Uh. So we had a, a highlight, literally. So we had Gender Hardbody Mahal in oh, action. God. I just wanted to say Hardbody. That was the uh, probably the best part of <clears> this <throat> match. Um. Uh, versus Drew McIntyre. Uh. They started off physical with chops by both men, and then Hardbody. I uh, got the upper hand by uh, scraping Drew's face into the ropes and then clubbing him with forearms to the back of the head. That was actually pretty cool. Drew ends up hitting the future shock DVT and the Claymore for the win. And that was pretty much it. Uh, mm-hmm. What we got was okay, but it was just too short. You couldn't sink your teeth into anything. And honestly, no, there's no, there was no need for this. You nope. made gender look weak. Mm-hmm. I, I understand people have opinions about gender, but you didn't do anything for him. It didn't do anything for Drew McIntyre. The pace was slow. It just wasn't very enjoyable at all for me.
1: Yeah. um, I'm one of those people that don't really like Jinder Mahal. I've said it numerous times. I love hard body. But this could have been a moment for him. Like If he has a decent showing at SummerSlam, like it does something for him, even in a loss. Mm. Drew winning was very predictable, but this match felt like a raw match. This did not need to be at SummerSlam. The card was 11 matches, Kyle. And I could have done without Eva and Alexa. That could have been a raw match. Could have had that blow off that feud. This could have been a raw match. Could have blown off that feud. Now I just shrunk your card down to nine. That allows the tag titles to breathe a little more, have a little extra time. Um, it, like there's just so many questionable booking choices just by like what they wanted to do at this pay per view. Like yeah, very. I said it going in; it was very top heavy, and the rest of it felt like you could have just done them on free TV. Yeah, I mean, out outside of the world titles, um, Edge and Rollins, and like, I don't know, maybe the U.S. title. Like, there was nothing, and and like the Raw tag title. You could have left this thing at six or seven matches and let those matches breathe a little more, giving them more time.
0: U.S. title could have just went on Raw, in my opinion, but I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah, but like. Drew and Gender did not need to be a Summerslam match.
0: And um and the what'd match you... itself. oh yeah, go on, sorry.
1: Oh, I was I was getting to my rating. So the match itself, I gave it a 1.5. Like
0: outside well, okay.
1: Of, outside of Drew winning, it did nothing for me.
0: I got I gave it two point three. Um I actually liked when Gender was in the upper hand. I love Drew McIntyre. It it just wasn't very good what we got. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope we see more hard body just because I want to say his a fu- uh, nickname. So, um, move on. It's not, we'll his, on. Nickname. It's not yeah. his nickname. Uh, once you Google it and see what the first one comes up, but anyway, we uh go to <laughs> the triple threat <laughs> match for the Raw Women's title Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte versus Nixon Cruz. Uh, the match officially started with Nixon was thrown out so Rhea and Charlotte could get some offense in, and that's when it started picking up. Uh, Nixon got quite a lot of offense in, yeah. uh, especially early in the match. But unfortunately, we knew that Charlotte was the vocal point of the match. We knew she was – I'm not going to spoil the uh, the result till later, but uh, there were quite a few botches early in this match. Um, Nixon had a few. Uh, Charlotte had one after the big boot. Um I absolutely love Rhea's head headbutt and it looks nasty. Mm-hmm. Um I also like the spot where Rhea hit a German suplex to Charlotte as Charlotte um gave Nixon a follow slam. That was really cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um Charlotte's spinning moonsault always looks really good. Yep. Um but one thing that really just took away don't how many roll-ups did they make Nixon Cruz do doing this match that was her only offense doing was roll-ups yeah um unfortunately she did botch a top rub spot it wasn't really bad um she was supposed to hit charlotte when she was in the figure eight but she hit Rhea more than charlotte more like a frog splash um mm-hmm. and then charlotte locks in the uh, figure eight to nixon as she taps out for the win charlotte is champion again uh, thank I mean, thank goodness Nixon's not champion anymore, and I am glad Rhea did not tap out and be the one to lose. But like I said, only four women matter in this in this division, and the main roster, and that's it. Match itself actually pretty solid. Um, yeah. Effort was there from all three, even Nixon. <clears throat> um, the thing that took away from me, Dylan, was Nixon just. She didn't look like she belonged just because she looked like too much of a joke. But uh, with what we got with Rhea and Charlotte, you know, I dug it. It needs to stop. But uh, I thought Rhea was the star here by far.
1: You thought Rhea was the star. I thought Charlotte was the star. I know that's not a bold take. Um, I actually really enjoyed this match. And this was the one that I was dreading probably the most. Um, I was not looking forward to this. Actually, um, it was solid. It was really good. Um, I thought Charlotte looked like a fucking star. I thought Rhea looked like a star. Hell, I thought Nikki looked like a star at times. Like she got a lot more offense in than I thought she would. Yeah, but she, most of it was just roll ups, roll ups and cross bodies. But you know what? Don't she matter. botched one? She didn't botch one. She's hit. The she wrong landed person. on the wrong person. I don't count that as a botch. She still hit somebody, broke up the thing.
0: But... Well, she kind of landed on Rhea's head. But go on.
1: Yeah, yeah, a little bit, but anyway, um, yeah, I thought this match was actually quite enjoyable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, up to this point, this was better than the SmackDown tag titles. Um, this definitely... I think it was the
0: best. Sorry to interrupt you. I think
1: uh-huh. this was the best match of the night at this point. At this point, yes. Yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I thought Charlotte was the MVP. I know she's champion again, and it sucks, but. Fuck it! Like she earned it in this one. I'm sorry. Like she looked really good.
0: I wouldn't have. Um, I wouldn't have put it on her. I would have rather had Nixon retained I'm gonna be honest with you.
1: I feel like it would have probably built Nikki's character a little more if she retained. Um, but now but it, it needs to it stop. seem more like a joke. The fact that she lost it in a month. Um, I'm not mad about it to be honest. we um, just seen what it, it is. too
0: many times. I mean, that's yeah, but yeah, but, yeah, but it's like, already an ongoing thing. cycle. there's Dylan, That's, who who, who ma- Okay, who is next for Charlotte on Raw? The face? I don't know. That's the thing. But I just, no, just give me a couple names. Hopefully, they build Shayna
1: up. Like they're I don't not know. going like, to.
0: They're not going to.
1: Um. So. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm I'm with you on that. I'm talking about the match itself, though. I'm not mad about it. Um. No, the match term, was good. Long but... term, I, I don't know where they go now. Um, Rhea. In, in the short, yeah, it's probably what's going to be because it's been that way for a fucking year now. I amazing. mean, it has to be Rhea. It has to be. Well, now that Becky's on SmackDown, I mean, eh, that would have been my guess, but that's not happening. Um, it has to be Rhea. All right, so um, let's get into Longs the at, ratings.
0: Yep. Go ahead.
1: I, I really enjoyed this. I'm going to give it a 2.8. Out of five? Yeah, 2.8. 2.8. I'm going to go 2.9. 2.9. I gave it a
0: three point four. I thought it was. I thought it was really good. It was really um, good.
1: I just like things a little bit more that we're going to get to.
0: Um, Nixon. I I'm going to go into Nixon after SummerSlam. Um, Seth Rollins versus Edge um, was after this. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to start um, with this one. Um, yeah, no, actually, I'll let you start. Crowd um, was hot even before the match started. <laughs> Um, I personally think this match started God, slow, so slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did like the spot where Rollins ran uh, Edge's neck into the steel steps. Mm-hmm. Um, Rollins worked on the neck, which is smart. That led to a sling blade. The match went on and the pace suffered badly, unfortunately, which was the theme of the night. Although the spinning neck breaker from the top rope by Edge was really cool. Um, Rollins fits a superplex into a falcon arrow for a two count. That was cool. Um, edge in tribute to his wife uh hit a glam slam. Yes. Um great. Followed by another long resting spot. <laughs> um it led to I, I think what they do after that, don't I think right after that they did the edge uh through the rope spear that Big E does yep. all the time. We see it every single week or every single Big E match. Um Ron's countered the spear into a uh did you see the botched pedigree
1: yeah he didn't he couldn't get the arms and that's kind of the thing when rollins has tried to do the spear counter into a pedigree quite a bit when he it just hasn't with worked reins, and like the thing that's awkward about it is you can't hook the arms so the impact looks kind of weird but it was supposed to be a pedigree and i mean it was fine
0: um edge locks in the cross space as rollins taps out and edge is your winner um, Dylan, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you start because I'm gonna have different opinions than you and I know it. Yeah,
1: you will. Um, so I'm gonna go all the way to the start. Um, Rollins came out in some weird matador outfit, which made no fucking sense. Um, so I'm gonna speed past that. Edge's entrance. So it starts out with the old school brood entrance where he comes through the stage surrounded by flames the lights are red it was so fucking cool the fiend walks shut up he walks he walks down the (laughs) ramp he walks down the ramp and kind of crouches down and the lights go out the music stops and everything's silent for a couple seconds and then you hear the you think you know me into the the metalingus drum beat and then we get the traditional edge entrance with the with the arms up the pyro and the smoke and everything and it's very high energy i thought edge's entrance was by far the moment of the night um and that counts becky's return yeah i said it um and someone else's return we'll get to later anyway uh the match itself definitely started out slow picked up later i liked the variety of edge's offense it wasn't typical edge like you said he 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 hit the gland slam um we got an education we got an educator which is the weird, Mm -hmm. like, sharpshooter-style submission that he does. Um, But instead of sitting down, he, like, drives his knee into the low of the back, which I think is really cool. It's definitely a better version of the sharpshooter in a way. Um, So we got some variety. We did get the spear turned into the pedigree. Um, I was kind of surprised to see Edge win via tap, though, which I know, like, submissions – since he's come back to WWE for this most recent run, he's definitely added more submission-based offense. Um, but I was I was kind of happy they went with that instead of the traditional spear and then pinfall. Um, there there were a lot of like slow moments, but when the pace picked up, it was really fucking good. Uh, the top rope moves I thought Rollins looked really good. He um, the psych, the in-ring psychology of Seth Rollins is something we don't talk about a lot how he can work a body part. And the neck has been a major part of the storyline, how he said he wanted to hit a curb stomp on him. They teased it so many times, Edge reversing it. I thought these two had great chemistry together. It feels like it's a one-and-done thing, unfortunately. I hope it's not, because to see these two with weapons in their hands would be great at Extreme Rules. Um, I didn't love the match as much as I hoped. I think I set my expectations too high going in. Um, but I still really, really enjoyed this match. I what would you give this? Really
0: What'd you give a star rating?
1: Um, I gave it like a 3.4,
0: 3.5. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. There were some really cool spots in this match. I yeah. love the, uh, the Falcon arrow spot.
1: Oh man, Absol- it was awesome. dude, when, when Rollins does that, it's my favorite part of his moveset. Yeah, it the, is the superplex into the Falcon mm-hmm. arrows. Love so it. Cool.
0: Um, however, Dylan, it was just really slow for me. Yeah. Um, it, I think, dude. I even texted you. and Was like, dude, how long is this match? Yeah. Um. I often got disengaged. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Later in the match, I just I couldn't. I just couldn't get into it. Um. That's WWE's problem, Dylan. Is they mm-hmm. they try to make these matches so long, but they have too many resting spots, and it's just not. I don't know. It just doesn't work like that. Um. I thought both guys looked good. The psychology was really really good. Yeah. But the match itself just didn't do a lot for me. Um, I gave it a 3.5 out of 5.
1: Yeah, so we're around the same, 3.5. Yeah, we're right at the same.
0: But solid match. Um, yeah. But we're going to move on. Um, Dylan, this might have been a top moment of the night for me. Okay. So Miz and John Morrison came out to promote <laughs> the Dripstick 2000. It was hijacked by Xavier Woods. All three guys tried so hard to make this work. Um, Xavier soaks Miz and Morrison with water. Don't I absolutely love this. It it does foreshadow WWE being a joke, and it really, really is a joke. I do. I do the Miz and Morrison just don't get enough credit, man. They they are so good. I I love I love this moment.
1: Oh, dude, Miz and Morrison are some of the best thing that WWE has going right now, and they have been. For years. Um,
0: This was awesome, bro. This
1: this was hilarious. Um, I remember, like, so on the pre-show, I believe, on the kickoff show, Ms. and Morrison drove a giant-ass box truck into the stadium, and when someone asked, like, what's this for? And they're like, oh, we'll tell you later. Kyle, did that little water tank and squirt gun need to be in that big-ass truck that they had? Like, they drove that big-ass truck for that?
0: who cares there it was yeah, funny. i mean
1: i i was hoping like for a giant water cannon that took up like half the stadium that would have been dope but um, it was still funny yeah it was it was still great um xavier woods appearing by himself which was kind of a shock i thought it would be him and kofi um yeah. i'm all for it woods is great he really is i think i think character wise he's top-notch um in ring yeah in ring he doesn't get enough credit i think woodsy is a is a great great aspect of wwe and they need to push him a little more um but i'm with you i thought this segment was great
0: so next we had bobby lashley versus goldberg for the wwe title
1: Uh, i have great takes on this by the way but i'm gonna let you start
0: so this started as a power struggle uh seeing who could get the upper hand Uh, goldberg had a few power slams bobby hit a flatliner. Um, MVP hits Goldberg in the knee with a cane. And that spot just looked weird because MVP hit his knee, but Goldberg sold it a little too late and yep. made it look really weird. Yeah. Um, Bobby hit the worst chop. Dude, he hit the worst chop block I have ever seen in my life. Oh my God, it was awful. Um, I liked Bobby slamming Goldberg into the ring post twice. Uh, ref calls the match because he couldn't stand anymore so bobby retains i give him credit um especially to goldberg for having an actual match and providing some storytelling Mm -hmm. but it just wasn't anything special i mean it's very forgettable um it didn't really make bobby look strong because if mvp wasn't there who knows um if you're really getting into it he needed mvp to beat goldberg come on now um, Bobby flattens Goldberg after with steel chair and puts Goldberg's son in a hurt lock <laughs> why i don't I don't know, so villain, it looks like this is not the end of this feud, but the beginning um with all things considered, I give it a two point six out of five um you know I give him credit I just couldn't really get into it, so
1: I thought. This was beautiful. Oh, God. I really did. I thought it was beautiful. First off, I do want to say seeing Goldberg sell definitely a pleasant surprise because Goldberg is known for not selling movies. It wasn't very now. good though. Um, I will. I do agree with you when MVP kind of whacked him with the cane and Goldberg sold it one second too late. It did make it seem very awkward. Um, But outside of that, I thought Bobby attacked the knee very well. Um, It gave us some storytelling. Yeah, the the ring post spot was really cool. Um, The chop block could have been better. Oh, it was awful. It was like the the worst one I've ever seen in my life. But after after the cane hit and seeing Bobby Lashley take over and virtually squash Goldberg in a way was a pleasant surprise.
0: Um, He didn't pin him, though. He didn't. No.
1: No, um, I wish Bobby would have pinned him. The yeah. reason why is because that would have shot Bobby Lashley to the fucking moon, would have really legitimized this this uh, title run that he's been on, which I think he's been a great champion still, even with this, um, but a ref stoppage still doesn't – it still makes Bobby look strong because he did win via stoppage, mm-hmm. um, but it also does protect Goldberg to set up a potential second match probably at Crown Jewel, which we know is going to happen in October, or maybe Survivor Series, which is the next of the big four. Um, So I think these two will wrestle down the road. Dude, the moment for me was seeing Goldberg's dumbass son hop in the ring, try and put put Bobby in a sleeper hole. Bobby ragdogged that little kid over his shoulders instantly in a hurt lock. I thought he killed him. Uh, like, I thought it was. I'm like, oh, so we just we just did assault on a minor. In in a football stadium of fifty thousand people, on national TV, like <laughs> this sophomore and high school kid just got his ass beat by Bobby Lashley.
0: I thought it was cheesy. Oh, dude, I loved it,
1: and and, and MVP getting on the mic. Um, uh, so uh, he obviously didn't know that was Goldberg's son. But uh, still your champion. But MVP's gold. We've said it before, and I'll say it again. I love that man. Um, would you would you rate this?
0: A two point six.
1: I gave it a three point two. Um, <sighs> I thought it was great. I don't know. I loved it. Now, unfortunately, we're gonna get a second match, and I have I have fears. Anytime Goldberg is in a match with someone that I like, he may win. I'm, I'm afraid. Ugh.
0: But uh, that's what yeah. happened.
1: Yeah, I loved it.
0: Uh, I thought it was very forgettable myself. But in the main event, John Cena challenged Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. I thought Cena's shirt was awesome. Shout out to Mario. Dude, but I loved it. The, the match started with like these guys mocking each other. Uh, the crowd was very into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet again, hold, rest. Hold, rest, 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 hold, rest. And then the next 10 minutes, dude, it was just roaming. It was Roman toying to the crowd. That was like the first 15 minutes of the match. Yeah. Rest, 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 Roman, you know, <clears throat> being the guy. I don't Um I like Cena's shoulder tackle that was reversed in a right hand by Roman. Literally the first half of the match, Cena got it, It was the Nixon thing. It was just roll-up pins. That was his offense. Mm -hmm. Um, I really enjoyed the AA uh, through the announce table. um, You know, and then hitting one from the top rope a little later in the match. Uh, Roman hits Spear for the win. Um, I'm going to let you... Well, no. Actually, I'm going to say everything, and then um, I'll let you go. Uh, Character work by both guys were very top-notch. The match for me was very average. Mm -hmm. Um, It was slow. I really liked Roman's character work here. I think it was the best he's ever done. Mm-hmm. The match. Oh, man. <clears throat> it just wasn't very good. Um, however, after the match, um, so Roman, you know, he didn't get a lot of time to celebrate. Um, and then we heard the music. We saw the return of Bork laser <laughs> and commentary loss. Dude. I thought my, I thought Michael Cole was going to have a stroke. Yep. Um, so Brock versus Roman is is next. This foreshadows the lack of stars WWE creates, and they're forced to bring in the same names over and over and over again. Um, character work by Cena, Roman, great. Um, the Brock thing, it didn't excite me at all. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I thought the match was very, very average.
1: You done? Yeah. Alright, so, I agree. First half of the match was not great. The last half of the match, I thought, was amazing. Um, Roman's character work, like you said, is probably the best he's had since this heel run that he's been on, at least in match. I thought his, his, his character work on TV has been really good. But at least in match, this is some of the best stuff he's done. Um... I thought Cena – so you mentioned, you mentioned the roll-up thing. That's something that they teased on SmackDown. Um, since you didn't watch, I'll fill you in. So the way their promo ended after Cena said all he needs is a one, two, three, he rolled up Roman Reigns to end that segment and got a three count, kind of showing him like, look, this is all it takes. I don't need to do shit. I, if I can roll you up for a three count, that's all it takes for you to disappear.
0: So you have to do that for the first half of the match?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I, don't, I I think they overdid it, but I could see why that was part of John's offense.
0: John um, John Cena, did, John Cena has to do a roll up pin. No,
1: come on, man. He doesn't. He doesn't have to do a roll up. But mm-hmm. since it was part of the story, at least leading in, I understand why they did it. I think they overdid it. Oh God! But I I understand why it was a part. That being said, um. I thought John's Shit. offense in the last half of the match was great. I thought Roman's was great. The multiple Superman punches, uh, the, the kickouts. There was a moment where I thought the ref's hand hit three. Like, and I genuinely was like, John's going to win this match. He hits an AA um, and the ref is down and about as close as you can get to the mat before a three count. That's when Roman kicked out. And I was like, dude, this is, that was like, now I know you're going to hate this comment, but at least from that, that two count, that was some NXT shit. Like to see that close of a kick out, it hasn't happened a whole lot in WWE, at least on the main roster. So I liked that. Um, I thought the match itself uh, left a lot to be desired. Unfortunately, unlike Rollins and Edge, this one, we there's no chance of a second one. Like John already put on Twitter, thanks for the memories. See you see next time. He's off to Hollywood again. So we will not see Roman Cena part two. No We we may see Rollins edge part two. Um, so unfortunately there's not going to be a potential better second match with this. Um, which is why I put this match wise around a 3.5. Um, actually I probably go like 3.3. I think it was a little lower than edge Rollins. I like that match just a little bit better. Um, Both left a lot to be desired, but the fact that there's going to be no extra one with this one or potential anyway, lowers the rating for me. I gave it a 3.3.
0: I gave it a 2.9,
1: 2.9. I did. I didn't
0: really enjoy it at all.
1: Now about Brock. So this is so so punk showing up on AEW was the worst kept secret in wrestling. We knew it would happen. We were still super stoked to see it. Becky Lynch coming back. We knew it would happen eventually. She was still under contract. It's just a matter of her being medically cleared and, and, and in ring shape to come back after her pregnancy. We knew that would happen. And there was even rumblings because she was teasing it on Twitter for the last couple months, and she showed up at every arena that Seth was at. So she was backstage at every event with Seth. So her coming back, not expected in the moment, but expected, right? Mm -hmm. Brock coming back. Last I heard, he was in talks with AEW or UFC. He was not anywhere close to WWE. So this felt like a genuine surprise. Also, Brock has a man bun now, which is kind of scary. Um, Brock looked like a fucking monster, like he always does. Um, These two have wrestled many matches before. They have great chemistry together. The fact that Paul Heyman is on Roman's side this time adds an extra layer their feud that i'm very intrigued with so you said the brock thing did nothing for you i'm super stoked for the brock thing um why couldn't you just build somebody i i agree with that sentiment kyle but just in the moment hear me out this was this was great it really was and you add that extra layer of like what does paul do because who's he gonna side with I like that aspect of the feud because it keeps this feud somewhat fresh since we have seen it numerous times before. Um, but I absolutely love Brock coming back, and it was a genuine surprise to see Brock Lesnar back because, to be honest, I thought he wasn't coming back at all. So um,
0: I would rather see Shinsuke against Roman than Brock versus Roman, in my I, opinion. I mean, anyway, I
1: mean, yeah. Um, but...
0: overall, uh, give your opinion about SummerSlam, and then I'm going to give my honest one.
1: So – and also include
0: your, uh, also include your match of the night as well.
1: So my match of the night, I'm still going to give it to Rollins Edge, um, by a little bit. Even though I was slightly disappointed with that, I still thought it, it was my favorite match. Although that women's triple threat was a very very close second because that was a pleasant surprise. Um, as far as SummerSlam itself, if I can wrap it up in one word. I could probably go average. Um, I felt like some of the matches left a lot to be desired. Some matches were way too short. Some matches were way too long. Some matches shouldn't have happened, like I said. Overall, it was a average to above average, and that's the best I could give it. If I'd rate the whole show, I'd give it probably a B- to a B. Um, not terrible by any means, but certainly not great. Def- definitely doesn't live up to past summer slams. You booked this thing as a major show and that's what you gave us. You gave us backlash. Basically you gave us an average pay-per-view on a night that should have been amazing.
0: Um,
1: and, yeah, that's my thought.
0: So overall SummerSlam, my opinion, I thought it sucked. Uh, the wrestling for me just wasn't there. It just wasn't that good. Um, Vince tried to create moments, not focus on the wrestling. Um, I was let down by Ron's Edge. The event was solid, but the pay-per-view is just nothing special. I'm not going to go back and watch anything. Um, honestly, Dylan, the match I enjoyed the, the most, and I cannot believe I'm saying this, it was the Raw Women's title match. That was the one I thought was the best match of the night. Um, I've been very hard on Nixon Cruz, and I bashed the character, not the person, bashed the character. Um, Mm -hmm. Since she is not champion anymore, I think it's only right that I give her the match of the night. Um, Nixon's not going to become champion anymore, especially with Charlotte on top. So I'll give her the match of the night. Um, But Rhea and Charlotte were really good in that match. But, uh, yeah, that was SummerSlam. So we're going to go into NXT Oh, God. NXT TakeOver 36, the final takeover before Vince ruins it. So, <laughs> Ridge Holland defeated Trey Baxter on a pre-show match. Um, honestly, I didn't even know it was going to happen until about 30 minutes before a show, um, but we're going to get into the first match on the actual card. Um, that was for the million-dollar title, Cameron Grimes versus LA Knight. The match started off really physical, and... Um, That brutal knee strike from Grimes into the ribs of uh, L.A. Knight. I love the Irish whip spot from Ted to Grimes that led to a dropkick to the face of L.A. Knight. Uh, Knight has just an old school wrestling style. Just punching Grimes in the face, using the ropes to his advantage. We even saw a failed moonsault by L.A. Knight showing off his athleticism uh, that changed the momentum of the match. Grimes hits a German suplex followed by Hurricane Rana. Everything L.A. Knight does in the ring is smart, has a purpose. Um, He understands where he is and how he can get the upper hand. My favorite spot of the match was the top rope bulldog by Knight that followed into a reverse attitude adjustment. Um, The top rope releasing German from the top by Knight was crazy. Um, On the outside gives Knight a right hand, puts him in submission. Grimes gets him back into the ring for the double stomp for the win to crown a new champion. So mm-hmm. this was very, very physical. Um, very <laughs> unexpected. Um, Grimes was busted open, but the storytelling here was oh, top, top notch. Ted getting involved was fitting. Um pre- predictable, but very, very fitting. LA Knight right now is just in a league of his own. He is so, so good. So it didn't make him hurt very much in this match, in my opinion, because Ted got involved. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I thought this was better than their ladder match. I absolutely love this match.
1: So I'm going to disagree with that last part. I thought the ladder match was better. Um, this match was, for me anyway, good, not great. Um, I did like Ted DiBiase's involvement in it. Um, obviously, for, with it being for the million-dollar championship, Ted DiBiase's got to get involved in some form or fashion, so I'm all for that. Um the physicality, like you said, was definitely top-notch, um, and it was something that I was definitely pleased to see. Um, I, I can't quite put my finger on why I just couldn't get into this like I could. Their there other interactions, like I thought the build-up was great. I thought their first match was amazing, and this one, it was, it was good. But uh, I'm definitely not in love with it as much as you are. I think my rating will definitely be lower than you, so I'm going to let you go first. Um I know once you go first I wanna I, I want hear yours. I gave it a three. It's just a just a flat three. So I actually gave it a 4.6 out
0: of 5. Oh my God. I absolutely loved this match that the build was great. the the heat was there. I dude, I was absolutely in love with this match. It, it was everything it needed to be. LA night is just so good and Cameron Grimes was just such a good baby face. It worked for me, and I just, I absolutely loved it. Four point, uh, what did I get? Four point six? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it four point six. Absolutely loved it. So we're going to move on to Dakota Kai versus Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's title. As soon as this bell rang, these two went at it. Gonzalez mm-hmm. did a shoulder tackle, a multiple, into the corner to Dakota, asserting her dominance. Uh, Dakota did a kick to the face when she was upside down. Literally almost did a headstand while doing it. That was awesome. The commentary put over early in the match that Kai was starting to get under the skin of Raquel. Um, commentary was absolutely phenomenal tonight, um, which we'll get to. Uh, Dakota continued to use her distance, kicked the champion, very smart. Uh, the middle World codebreaker by Kai was very cool, and man, she was good. Um, yeah, it just... Dude, the Raquel, uh, the twisting middle splash, the middle rope splash, that was awesome. It was just so physical. Um, Raquel swinging Dakota headfirst in the turnbuckle. Uh, Dakota super kicked Raquel, and then or Raquel was like, come on, do it again, do it again. Dude, It, oh gosh, this this match was everything it needed to be. Um, it was just great. Uh, in the end, Raquel does a the top rope choke slam for the win. Oh, my God, the, the storytelling, the wrestling, the do the commentary, everything about this match ruled for me. Um, Dakota was amazing. Raquel looked dominant. Don't um, don't I, I think it's a top three women's match of the year, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the booking was right. I think Raquel needed to win. Um, I think Dakota Kai should be the one to take the title off of her. Not yet. Um, Dakota, or I'm sorry, Raquel... She just got it four months ago. She needs to be a champion, serve her dominance, because she's going to go to the main roster. She needs a little bit more depth before she gets ruined, obviously. But um, I I thought everything about this was great. Um, Raquel needed the win, and she did. Um, But after the match, Kaylee Ray came out, Mm -hmm. um, and looking like these two are going to feud. Dude, I liked the triple threat match a lot. This blew it out of the water. Loved this match. Loved it.
1: Yeah, it was definitely the best women's match of the weekend. Um, I'm going to be honest. There there were some moments in the match, especially early on, that it felt kind of awkward. I don't know if I was the only one that caught that. Um, yeah, I didn't. But I thought this match was was great. Um, it was definitely, I think, by far the best. I don't know if I want to go that far. I was going to say, I think it's the best match that Raquel's had since she's been champion.
0: Her and EO was very good too. I the know. Last That's why really it's, it's
1: hard for me to say that. So I'm definitely going to say it's one of the best. I thought the buildup was great. Um, I remember saying on here that Dakota should be the one to take the title off of her. And I thought it should have been here. I'm pretty sure that was my prediction. Yeah, it was. I was, I was wrong. But I'm okay to be wrong because I liked what we got. I liked what we got after the match too. Um, but yeah, I thought it was—I thought it was everything it needed to be. Like you said, it definitely what happened after the match definitely teases future plans. Yep. Hopefully, so um, we'll see what happens with with Kaylee Ray now in NXT. Hopefully, for the long term. Um, well, what's yeah. your star rating? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right at right at four just an even four out of five
0: Dylan I gave this match a 4.9 out of five Jesus Christ I thought it was absolutely I think it's a top two or three match of the year in the women's in any promotion oh Oh. god it was good Um, dude I, I don't even know how to talk about this next match but I'm going to do the best that i can
1: i'm so stoked
0: um Ilya Dragunov. oh my god versus walter for the <laughs> nxt uk title <laughs> Dragunov started with chops to, to the chest uh getting walter uncomfortable 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 early very <laughs> sorry um god. and uh, commentary dude was putting it over um, this started off as an old school wrestling match, power slams, many tough submissions. I uh, loved the headlock by Ilya, and even took a backdrop by Walter, but he just he wouldn't break the headlock. He just he kept just wrenching it. Um, Walter finally got a hold of Dragonoff, chopped him in the next week, <laughs> and followed it with a power bomb into the edge of the ring apron. Oh God, um, the chops by these guys, good grief. Uh, the big boot by Walter was vicious. The the back spot uh, or the back fist spot by Dragunov was one of the most brutal things I've seen in wrestling in a long time. He was just beating the crap out of Walter with just back fist after back fist. Um, the suplex by Walter and transition to uh, another back fist to the back of the neck. Oh, nasty. Um, Walter went for a top rope splash for only two counts. Uh, The chop by off to the back of the neck leads Walter tapping out. And we have a new NXT UK champion. Dylan, I'm going to let you start because I don't even really know what to say.
1: Dude, this was the match I was most excited for on the card. And I was not disappointed at all. These two motherfuckers tried to kill each other. And I was all for it. Um, To see Dragunov win via submission um, was definitely kind of a pleasant surprise to see Walter tap out. Um, Because I've always felt like submission wins... And they infuse. Like, it carried just a little more than a pinfall win. Because it's Mm. not only like, did I beat you? I made you fucking quit. And that is what needed to happen, I think, in this match. Because the whole build-up was, you know... Walter was Dragunov's nightmare, and, you know, he was constantly in his head since October when they first wrestled, and I thought this was beautifully done. The chops looked brutal. Did you see the side of Dragonov's neck and, like, shoulder oh, yeah. area? Oh, oh dude, nasty. God, dude, I- I've never seen so many welts and bruises and, like, blood blisters or whatever you want to call them. Like, in my fucking life.
0: Oh, dude, this, this is so good.
1: This was brutal, brutal, and I'm all for it. This is my style of wrestling, by the way. For those who don't know, um,
0: no, it is not. You put the the New Age Outlaws over the Revival and the North, but go on.
1: <laughs> Shut up. up. Anyway, um, this match to me was as close to flawless as it. I think did. it was. Um, Dare I say, I gave it a five. I fucking oh, yeah. loved it. I gave I mean, it a five.
0: Everything about this was just perfect. I mean, it was nasty, brutal. Both these guys are just absolutely phenomenal. And doing this, Vince, is how you build a mainstream star in Ilya Dragunov. I mean, it, it, this is what you do. You put them on TV a couple weeks before, you build them up, and then you have that signature win. It's not that hard. This is how you build a star in a legit threat in your brand. Not just Becky every week, Charlotte every week. Uh, you have to bring back Brock. Dude, you build a star. This was perfection. Commentary again. Good grief was so good. Mm-hmm. Five out of five. I, I, dude, this might be match of the year. It it like, I'm gonna have to go back. We're gonna give our match of the year in April, Mm -hmm. so still quite a bit away. But, dude, this oh my, Um,
1: this this is one of my favorite matches I've seen.
0: I think it's I've ever seen
1: In, in quite some time. It's one of my favorite matches I've ever seen.
0: Um, so we move on. Um, it made sense why this match followed it because I think this was the best case scenario for it to follow. Um, Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. I have a lot to say about this, Mm -hmm. just in the match description. Um, Three stages of hell match. I'm going to try to get everything. If I miss something, just tell me. Mm -hmm. Um, We started with a traditional match, and they hit each other with punches, a vicious knee strike to Cole by Kyle, then hits him with a nasty suplex on the outside, nasty kicks by Cole, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly... Pretty quick. And um, yep. rolling uh, Adam Cole for the first fall makes a lot of sense because they really put a lot of stock into this next one. Um, so the second fall was a street fight. Um, Cole had a trash can over his head while on a chair and Kyle just drop kicked the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle took a nasty fall on the outside of the ring when he was on the top turnbuckle and Cole started working on the ribs, storytelling one-on-one, Cole threw him into a announce table and used a chair, just drilling him in the ribs. I loved how Cole had trouble putting the chair in the corner, but they he pandered to the crowd and made it part of the story. Mm-hmm. He just didn't panic. He made it part of the, you know, his stick, and I loved it. Um, just nailing Kyle with uh, shots with a kendo stick. Um, but then Kyle got a kendo stick, and then – so he had – I don't. Was it Cole? I think Cole had Kyle O'Reilly by like the throat of a uh, Kendo stick, and then it led to a back a backstabber. dude. Yeah. It was a brutal, brutal spot. Um, the selling in this match by O'Reilly specifically was top match. Um, Kyle did a knee drop to Cole on it onto a chair, um, and then did a dragging screw in the same motion. I mean, I mean, come on, dude. I'm mean, this was nasty. Um, both guys grab a chain, just just punching each other with it. Just I like guess nothing, just beating each other to a pulp with a chain. Um, mm-hmm. And then Cole hits Kyle with a nasty neckbreaker on the outside. Uh, Cole slams Kyle into two sides uh, back and forth um, into the uh, into the cage. Um, or no, I'm sorry, I didn't even say the uh, the last part of the match. So Cole slams Kyle into two set chairs landing on his ribs followed by the last shot for the win we're tied at Mm one to one even before this match starts cole power bombs kyle onto an announce table and now so the cage is being set up and they start doing like a video package you know showing everyone what happened all the cool spots kyle Riley has not moved at all Mm -hmm. um Kyle is just being thrown side by side back and forth into the uh, in the steel cage. O'Reilly hits three running forearms into a knee uh, to the back of the neck of Cole. But then Cole comes back, hits Kyle with a Panama sunrise from jumping off the top rope. Um, Adam Cole handcuffs Kyle to the rope and the finish, Dylan, controversial, but it was insane. So this man, Kyle O'Reilly puts a heel hook with one arm. Now, I don't think people understand how hard... You have to do a submission move with one arm in a heel hook. Mm -hmm. So you have to apply enough pressure for it to really hurt. He uses armpit. I love the storytelling. Yeah, I I did. I love the storytelling, Dylan, and it did end the match. Um, So Kyle O'Reilly won. But I love the storytelling, Dylan, because... That kendo stick was right there, right? So you told a story that Adam Cole was in so much pain. He couldn't even pick up a kendo stick and hit him with it because a man with one arm was doing a submission that hurt so bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, this ruled. Um, I understand it was not good as their first match, but these two put it all on the line. Brilliant. Good God, what a match, um, Kyle O'Reilly looks so strong to me. Um, I saw people didn't like the finish. I absolutely loved it. What did you think, Dylan?
1: Um, So, yeah, the whole match itself, I'm going to break it down briefly um, so we can get to our ratings. I thought the match itself was great. It was was everything I thought it would be. Um, Certainly wasn't as good as their first match. To be honest, I don't even think it was better than their second match. So to say this was the worst of the three is still great. I mean... It's better than anything on SummerSlam. Yeah, I mean, something has to be the worst, but, you know. So I would definitely rate this a little lower than the other two matches, um, I think.
0: So what would you give it?
1: Well, I'm going to talk about the finish real quick. Mm -hmm. I was one of those people that Mm -hmm. did find it slightly controversial. Um, I wasn't against it. I think they the the obvious goal was to make kyle o'reilly just seem he was that fucking good and that he only needs one arm to make adam cole tap um i don't know there's just something about handcuffing a dude and the dude still beat you that just gave me super cena vibes so much yeah but cole's not super cena <sighs>
0: That's or i mean sorry uh, o'reilly's not super cena
1: there's just there's just something about that man that i'm just I don't know. This gave me this gave me SummerSlam 2010 vibes when John took a DDT on concrete and still beat four other guys. Like I don't know, there was just something right. about it that just felt a little off. Rating so, wise, I gave it a four point two.
0: I gave it a four point nine out of five. Of course um, you did. I absolutely loved it, and uh, I, I liked this match a whole lot better than their second match. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Um, so the main event of the evening was Samoa Joe challenges carrying Cross for the NXT title. So, wow. Um, so, Joe went right after Karen Cross with punches to the ribs and nasty enziguri. Uh, Cross ends up nailing Joe with a nasty Sato suplex into a forearm to the back of the neck. Um, it did seem like Joe was gassed, but remember, he hasn't, he hasn't been in this quality of match in a very long time, so I expected it. Um, this was just a hot fight done so well. Joe nails Cross with a jumping forearm through the middle ropes. Dylan, these dudes were just going at it. They were just throwing each other across the ring. And remember, they're not small. Mm-hmm. Um, the question throughout the match was, could Joe go strike to strike with Cross? The double senton spot by Joe to the to the ribs, and then Cross's back just looks so painful. So to explain, so Joe did a senton you know, just a regular sent on, you know, to his, uh, his ribs. And then he did one when he was on his back. Oh man, it looked nasty. Um, cross put Joe into the cross jacket. We even saw, excuse me, blood was coming out from his mouth. Uh, but then later did the top rope muscle buster brought it back for the win. And we have a new NXT champion. Dylan, I'm going to let you start.
1: I thought the finish of this was absolutely amazing. Yeah. The muscle buster finish was so cool. Um, the part that you left out about the finish was, the it was it was a top rope enziguri that led into that right. That's what stunned yep. cross, mm-hmm. and then he went into the muscle buster and got the pin. Um, I thought the match itself was so good. Oh yeah. Um, there were moments. The crowd, for whatever reason, it
0: was not into this match.
1: Was not into it. I don't know if they were just drained because the two matches before this, like we got. We had the the UK title, and then we had Cole O'Reilly, which was a two out of three falls. I don't know if there's the fact that they were kind of drained a little bit that yeah, that's how they structured the card. Um, but it is what it is. Um, we did get a uh, we want Scarlet Chant. Mm-hmm. Where is Scarlet Bordeaux?
0: That's a good question. I I think Vince doesn't want her. Vince didn't want her on the show.
1: Yeah, so she she hasn't appeared with Carrying Cross on Raw. She didn't appear here. I don't know if they're keeping her.
0: They're probably keeping her off so she can get that special moment on Raw.
1: I, I would assume. But anyway, anyway. Um I just felt like her appearance would have added another layer to this match because she she not only is like a manager for Cross, like she she's an aspect of the match that I don't think people like understand how important she is at times how she can kind of get involved without getting involved, if that makes sense. Mm. Just the slight distraction just adds to Cross's um, – adds to his offense. Um, so it did feel a little weird that she wasn't there, but it didn't take away from the match too much. I still rated it pretty high. Um, Joe being champion was definitely a move. I'll be honest, I don't think I fully expected, but – Really? Re- I
0: thought it was really
1: predictable. Well, I I, I predicted Cross, if I'm not mistaken. You did? Um, so, but again, like it's, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm still happy with the result. I'm happy that Joe's champion. Yep. Um, and I thought the match was great. Um, what'd you give it? Gave it a 4.6. I,
0: I did too. I gave it a 4.6. Um, hats off to cross for being a great champion. He really was, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Hardy stuff did take away a little bit, but it was the right move, um, uh, to make some Mojo, and it was very vince-like, I think Putin Joe was like a big man champ. Mm-hmm. Um, what a night. This was awesome takeover. Your match of the night was dragging off the of Walter. I already know I'm not even gonna right. ask you. Um, and so was mine. So before we move on, so this seemed still like the end of an era for NXT. want to thank Triple H and his staff for all the entertainment that he provided us. This truly has been the best brand in wrestling. Uh, Vince may have his hands on it now and ruin it. Well, well, he is going to ruin it. But the memories that we have, we'll always remember. What a takeover and what a journey it's been. Just how it's developed into what it was right now. Um, Thank you, NXT, for everything. And uh, fuck you, Vince.
1: (laughs) If this is the end of an era, um, what a way to go out. Yeah,
0: well God.
1: Um We'll see we'll see what happens. I, I'm still kind of optimistic and hope that they change course and all the reports were wrong and NXT is gonna stay how it is and nothing's gonna change and that's the hope anyway, but they're we'll leaving full happens. sale. Well, they've left full sale. That's already been a thing. Full time? Yeah, the CWC's at the performance center, right?
0: Yeah, that is. But I thought they
1: were gonna they have plans to go back. To full sale. Yeah, but I'm not against the CWC staying the way it is. I've liked the setup. I mean, I really. Yeah, have, but so they're I'm not against it. Yeah, but
0: they're changing it all. They're making it bright. They're um, the mistake. They're changing the uh, the entrance music. Um, and it's just not gonna feel like NXT. We'll see. Um,
1: we'll see what happens. But but um, uh, how would you? So you asked me about SummerSlam. How would you sum this whole card up? Um, and just I thought words. it was
0: absolutely amazing Ava yeah. um, dude What a way to go out um, right. Grinds Night really surprised Me of how good it was mm-hmm. um, we, we knew Kai Gonzalez was going to be Good the other match is going to be great but uh, Night grinds really Surprised me how just Brutal the match was I mean it wasn't as brutal as Dragon of Walter Obviously but right. um, Remember these, these guys are kind of gimmick characters So just to see that physicality um, was great, so yep. um, I loved it uh, as a whole. Um, oh, I didn't rate SummerSlam, so SummerSlam I would give a D minus. <laughs> um, I, I thought it was really, really bad. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, NXT was an A, not an yep. A plus. I agree, but an A. I agree. I'd probably go.
1: Nah, no, nah, I'm agree. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go A. I don't think it was, I don't think it I wasn't
0: was the best one ever, sports. but it's definitely right, dude. That I mean, that Draken of Walter. I mean,
1: come on, man. That carries, um, yeah. I'm, um, I'll go with A,
0: but Dylan, what was your uh dummy yeah moment of the week? Because we've been going on for a little bit here, yeah,
1: we've been going a little bit, so I'm gonna keep this quick. Um, uh, my dummy yeah moment of the week so Roman Reigns did an interview recently, um, over this past week where he said that CM Punk was never as over as John Cena, was never as over as The Rock, could never <laughs> move the needle, right? That's, that, that's the phrase he used. He couldn't move the needle, which means he couldn't sway you one way or another. I'm going to run through some things real quick, Kyle. i got some stats to back up what I have.
0: Oh, God. I'm just going to take CM an hour. Punk's,
1: yep. CM Punk's entrance. From Rampage on AEW's Twitter is currently sitting at, or at least at the time right before we started uh, recording, was at 5.7 million. Um, now, did he page... mean just WWE though? He like, said in... no. He just said he wasn't over. Period. Okay. Um, his entrance on YouTube is at 4.3 on AEW's official page. His promo on YouTube is at 2.4, which is that nine-minute speech that he cut. Um, they're still waiting on the exact viewership numbers but they're expecting it to be right around 1.2 million which is way up from rampage's first episode of 740 Mm thousand. they haven't had a lot of episodes since they started where they've been at a million he wasn't even announced for the show that's the impact he had he was never announced for the show and they may have one of their few million plus viewership numbers for yep. a show and quite frankly Rampage if dare I say is their Secondary show It is Dynamite's the main show He is announced for Dynamite This week by the way so he yep. will be Appearing Wednesday Um, I would assume those Numbers are going to be through the fucking Roof because everyone wants to see what he has to say And the build For him and Darby Allen is there going to be any Physicality you know whatever Roman Reigns Has the nerve and the balls to say that CM Punk was never as over as John Cena. Look, I love John. John did not break the fucking internet when he showed up at Money in the Bank. CM Punk was gone for seven years from professional wrestling. He shows up and is on screen for, before he was even on the screen, that crowd, like you said, was white fucking hot. It was nuclear for him. He blew the roof off the United Center. Don't sit there and tell me and anyone else that CM Punk isn't over. Give me a fucking break. That's my dummy moment of the week. He deserved it. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I would
0: take Cena over Punk any day. Just Stop. Um, Stop. You know, I'm not the biggest CM Punk guy. I'm going to be completely honest. You with never you. have
1: been. I know. No,
0: I'm. I'm not a big CM Punk guy. Now, was I happy to see him? I was. I'm just like everyone else. I want to see what I had to say, and I'm not against it. But again, just an, an ex WWE guy that they have to push. But, um, but my dummy at moment of the week don't goes to mainstream wrestling fans. I don't know what it is, but I see so much hate towards. My man Kyle O'Reilly. That he's boring, mm-hmm. that he has no charisma, and he gets carried in matches. I've seen I've saw that quite a bit last mm-hmm. night. I don't agree. Um with that. the dude is just a top competitor. I and mean, dude, he is just so physical the way he he wrestles. He is he's a top you number know, remember, not every top star is money on the mic. You don't have to be great on the mic. Deanna Perrazzo is probably the most overthinking impact, and she's Awful on the mic. I mean <laughs> awful. Um you don't have to be a top star. Jeff I think on, he's the never mic. Good on
1: the mic. Remember that? Exactly.
0: Like you can be top in the world and not be great on the mic. Just stop with the Kyle hate. He's great, special. Um it I let's move on. All right, Dylan. Can you tell
1: everyone what we're doing next week and guess out of here? So next week, so a couple weeks ago we did an episode where we talked about <coughs> how we would fix WWE. Well, next week we're gonna talk about how we can fix AEW. Now, granted, there's not a lot that needs to be fixed with that promotion, but there are a few things that you and I kind of like to poke at and we wish they did better. So we're going to discuss that next week on top of a all lot. the other things. Yeah. I actually should have a lot of them. You um, have more than me. I know you do. Yeah. I, I have a you.
0: lot. I have a lot of gripes with AEW. Um, but uh, that is next week. We appreciate everyone listening for 111 minutes. Good gosh. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we're going to sign off. So, Dylan, I think we're on the road to – well, I guess All Out is next. All Out
1: all out would be next, yep.
0: Um, and, yeah, Dylan, I think I'm busy that day, so unfortunately I can't come over. Um, Probably not. So- yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, all right, appreciate everyone uh, listening to this point. And uh, we're on the road to All Out and then Extreme Rules. Absolutely.